the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is about savings investments in your retirement uh, and, and how to save money, how to build up wealth, how to understand the world today. We, we, we've, we've got a lot to talk about on the show today, as always. What's, what's happening with the coronavirus, the latest? Uh, where are we going from here? So we're going to get right into it. Uh, the, the, the show, our, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, and we've talked about in this show, the, we started this show uh, the year before the financial crisis in, uh, in 2006. And uh, during that time, we, 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 we talked about the, 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 the savings rate was, it got close to zero. And, and, and we decided to name the show the Max Out Savings Show because there was a savings crisis in the United States of America. And so we talked about that. Well, one of the things I really want to bring to you is where we're going in the future, where you want to be in these markets, and understand the world today. And one way to do that is, is to look at some of the situations. At the time, we have a negative savings rate. People were not saving enough money. And, and since then, the savings rates have gone up. You know, they vary at 5 6%. It's gone up tremendously since then. But the fascinating thing, though, is – that it, it, oh and, and, and during that time we talked in 07 it started in 06 and 07 we said look there's problems coming the, this real estate market's in trouble it's going down across the country this is going to be huge problems for the investment banks we kept talking about this stay away from the financials in 2000 I want to say November of 2007 we predicted failures of investment banks we actually said Lehman Brothers was going to fail. At the time, it was extremely, extremely controversial. I really didn't think I was going to be allowed on the air. I've said this before uh, the next week. I remember driving home. I'm like, this is really bad. I can't believe I said that, but that's what I thought. And, and, and ultimately, we were right. Uh, it was Bear Stearns first, uh, but uh, then it was Lehman Brothers. And we, and we laid out the case in the Max Out Savings Report, including showing you examples of the balance sheets in these companies. How they, how they were, how they, they were, and we laid out what was going to happen. They were going to lose their funding, and that was going to be it. And we were correct on that. And, 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 and you know, fast forward today, people have been saving money. I, I believe, actually, the American people are in better shape. If you look at their debt levels, aren't out of control. That's not the case. You know, it could get much worse from here. But we, we talked about for the last year, over a year, about corporate America, about the recklessness of corporate America. For two or three years, we talked about the, the problems with corporate America in, in their balance sheet and the fact that they were moving their factories overseas and how this was a danger to the United States. We wrote in our Max Out Savings Report the China trade war back in uh, when the first year of Trump's presidency. We said, look, this is a serious thing. It's not a trade tiff. It's not a dust-up. I think that was the exact quote in the Max Out Savings Report. This is a trade war. It's going to take years to resolve. It's a very serious situation. We were right then again. And then, and then we, we've also talked about corporations. We've been very critical of corporations, C, CEOs, and, and really the CFOs are the worst. 
about taking on enormous amounts of debt. They brought record amounts of debt to corporate America. The, the most amazing thing after the Depression, when I started in this business a long time ago in the 80s, it, I would you'd get on the phone and talk to me, hey, you should invest in, in stocks, Mr. Jones, and it's really, you know, lay out the case. And they go, people, I would come across people, depressionary people said I would never invest in the market after what happened in the Depression. People never forgot that. And, and, and I was amazed. If time to time, I would initially, when I first started, people, the, that's what would happen. They would tell me that. And, and, but, but this was like 50 years later. And, and yet here we are today. We had a, a financial crisis a decade ago. It, uh, uh, the Federal Reserve moved quickly to bail out corporate America. Okay, 10 years later, here we are heading into the greatest financial – I believe the biggest crisis the country's faced since World War II, and we have corporate America whose balance sheets have gotten completely out of control, uh, who took on massive amounts of debt, you know, in, in, and, and, you know, and were bailed out by the Federal Reserve. It, it, it really – the show today is really – the title of the show is The Road to Hell is Paid with, Bad, with Good Intentions. And, and, and I think there's no better example than that than the Federal Reserve System in the United States, which has enabled reckless borrowing, reckless behavior in bailouts on Wall Street for decades now, starting in, in 87, starting in, in 2000, culminating in 2008, and then here we are again, bailing out everybody else again. And, and I'm going to tell you where this is going to go. It's going to go somewhere in the future that is not good. But but. But so here we are, and I went and looked at some corporations, and I just pulled up some things like uh, accounts payables and accounts receivable. And we've had some discussions with some of our businesses about, hey, where do we stand? This is a disaster. You know, the business is shut down. Business is slowed down. And some of the companies and, our, and the balance sheets, you know, I was just had a discussion last night. with the, Our balance sheets are reasonably, you know, in good shape. And then I went and looked at some in corporate America, and you look at the – at, at the at the uh, at the working capital in the company, and I'm looking at companies with negative working capital. Okay, these are major investment grade companies. Why would you have negative? What you? And I give an example. This is these are some good companies. Okay, uh, Walmart. Walmart's got fifty six billion five point six billion dollars in receivables, and they've got forty nine billion in payables, which means. They're basically having their fund, their suppliers all fund their their uh, their inventory. Now, Walmart is one of the most powerful, successful companies in the United States. They're relying all their their suppliers, and some of them are rock solid suppliers like PepsiCo. Other ones are small mom and pops. They're all having to borrow at the bank to sit there and fund Walmart. This is what you got. You got to, you know. CFOs at these companies, they, they want to use a capital light structure. They don't want to put any capital in the companies. They have a very high return of capital. Uh, it, look, let me look at another one, Exxon. Exxon Corporation, they've got uh, $25 billion in receivables and $40 billion in payables. Again, Exxon is one of the strongest companies in the United States. They're basically funding a lot of their capital structure by not paying people. You know, Exxon's notoriously bad. They pay 90 days if you do business with them, and then if if, if they you do if they do business with you, they want to be paid within 30 days. It, 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 and so what we have is very strong investment grade companies have been taking advantage of smaller companies, offloading their balance sheet onto those companies. Here we are in a financial crisis now, and we have enormous numbers of companies in financial trouble due to recklessness of, of, of managing the companies. Uh, how you could have a company, if you think about this, you have companies that should be in business for 25, 50, 100 years, and, and, you have, and these companies were managed with a balance sheet in a capital structure that if business was interrupted for 30 days, they fail. It, it, it's absolutely extraordinarily and reckless. And this is, goes back to Wall Street, uh, you know, pushing for earnings, push, looking at return of capital, return on capital. So it, it, if you can sit there, if you can't get any more out of the company, what you do is, is you try to offload as much of your balance sheet and other people and your capital structure goes up when you're pushing risk into the economy. And this is one of the problems we're running into. 
go, going forward. Look, the market the market has, has had one of the biggest drops since 1929 and 1987 with the speed of, of what was happening. We talked about this on the show with all this money pouring into index funds and, and uh, indexing and uh, the, and the index ETF. When this, when everybody tried to head for the door at once, you were going to get a very steep drop. That's what 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 happened here. But that's I, I understand that. But what I don't understand is corporate America and how we've let these people get away with what they do. They they in addition to, to running very very risky balance sheets across the board uh, in corporate America. And by the way, I believe uh, look, I believe a lot of these CEF, CFOs of these companies ought to be resigning if the company is in financial trouble after 30 days of of, of business interruptions. To the point that they're endangered, the CFO should resign from the company. This, I think that should be a blanket across-the-board thing. I think the Federal Reserve should demand it before they give any bailouts to these people, number one. The, the other thing that I'm looking at here is, is, is you know, can they get through this? And, and, and they have, have to have the capital to get through this. Our small businesses typically don't have a lot of capital. You know, they, 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 they don't – you know, it's a struggle – but the bigger bigger companies, it's a shock. And the second thing is, is we have the COVID virus again, the greatest crisis the United States has faced since World War II. Without, a, in my opinion, and and looking at this, what we're seeing is the biggest problem we have is we don't have adequate medical supplies, and our supply chains are collapsing. Why? Because the same CEOs and CFOs of major U.S. companies are. Uh, have have moved the factories overseas. The most egregious was 3M Corporation that that makes the N95 mask. This is a critical a, a critical thing uh, when it comes to a pandemic or a, a medical emergency to have that in the country. And they farmed it all overseas. Now we we have a shortage. And then rather than trying to help us out. They, they tried to offload the blame on everybody else but themselves, and it reached the point that that uh, the secretary or, or uh, trade uh, trade representative Lighthouser had to take him to the woodshed yesterday, saying that they weren't being uh, honest in, with the uh, in, when their dealings with the administration, and the American people. That's astonishing. One of our employees years ago, they worked uh, with, with one of the, the some of the senior military people uh, when they were over in Europe. And, and so they got to know, they were younger at the time, so they got to know a lot of the people, and, and they got to know a lot of the people that did the planning for the military. And, the, and what they told me was, these people sit and think up one ridiculous scenario after another. Well, what if this happens? Do, are we protected? What if, this, what if a meteor strikes? Can the military function? There's a reason why the military is doing so well. There's a reason why when you sit there and see the head of the uh, of the Army Corps of Engineers, you've got confidence they're doing the right thing in New York and elsewhere because they plan. They make things simple and doable. And what we, we have not had enough disaster planning in the country, and, and we've had no disaster planning whatsoever in corporate America, and that, and that is really coming through, and it's just shocking in, in the changes that's going to happen. And how this is going to change is it's going to be a drag on corporate earnings going forward because corporations are going to have to run, be run more conservatively. They're going to have to move factories and supply chains back to the United States. We're going to have to create a list of critical components and, 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 and items. And by that, I don't mean, I, what I mean is if, if, if a critical component is a ventilator, then it should be made in the United States or some maybe Canada with an agreement or something. But that includes all the pieces to the ventilator, too. We, I was just talking to another company I'm involved with uh, about, hey, do we have our machines? Are they going to be ready for, for beta testing here in a couple months? And like, Ted, we're having trouble. We have a couple of the, the machines in the United States because we're worried about the situation uh, about Chinese copying the machines. But even then, some of the parts are coming from China, and we're delayed. So this is what we've got to take a look at the entire supply chain in reorder the United States. Now, I'll tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. I'm going to talk about what to do, where are we going to go from here, uh, where are we making progress, where do we have problems, and what to look for next to protect your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. So stick with us. And by the way, uh, this is a local show here in Houston, Texas. It's broadcast. Actually, people from all over the world get it by going to the AN1070 
KMTH website. Uh, so, but you can call us up at 713-339-1070 if you have any questions or comments. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We can tell you what, if you got any questions or comments, you can get this call at 713-339-1070. That's what Ed did. Hey, Ed, yep, for us. Yes, I'm uh, 66. I just retired last year. And should I be concerned, I get about 30% of my income from pensions. And with all the stock market crashing going down, what's your opinion on insurance companies possibly going bankrupt and not being able to pay out pensions? You know, that's a good question. I, I lived through executive life where they had problems. For now, as near as I can see, most of the pensions are, are in pretty good shape. This is something we have to watch closely. So I, I think for now you should be okay with the pensions. Yeah, I know pensions there's nothing really we can bad. do about it, but I'm still concerned. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, here's what you can kind of do, and keep in mind is for the other part of your money, you want to make sure – that, that you have a little bit more inflation protection, understanding that your pensions are most likely locked in, well, unless it's with a, a couple different companies out there, it's a set amount. So inflation yeah. can chew that up. So, so if we get an inflation, that's your danger. So you want to skew your investment management a little bit to more inflation protection on the rest of your funds. Right, and I have done that, yes. Okay, so you should be in good shape. And uh, that, that, that's a good question. For now, I have not seen anything with problems with, with the pensions out there yet. Uh, we'll let you know on that, but, but we're just not seeing. I think the real danger is going to be is going to be inflation. And so you, as long as you're planning for that, you should be okay. Okay. And what about the banks? I noticed there was one bank filed bankruptcy yesterday. Is that a possible domino effect happening here now? or? I, I tell you, for now, the banks – okay, two, two things that are happening. Number one, 
that banks are in materially, materially better shape than, than in 2008. Remember in 2007, we said some of the investment banks were going to fail. The one thing the Federal Reserve did in the United States is we forced all our banks to recapitalize. Some of them were not even allowed to pay dividends or, or do stock, buy, stock buybacks until recently to get their capital structure up. The second thing that's happening with the banks is the, the, the this disaster loans that are going out to everybody – that's going to put a bunch of money into these corporations, and it's going to keep a lot of them from going under, which should protect the banks. So for now, the banks look like they're solid and look like they're in good shape. We're pumping an enormous amount of money in, and those disaster loans are going to backstop the banks for now. Uh, and so I, I think we're okay there. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I, I tell you, the, the risk to the banks, Ed, is, is – that I'm concerned about is, look, people have to pay their bills. And and I understand there's people that they're out of a job, they don't have money, they can't do it. But, and I talked about this on the Sam Malone show this week, is everyone's going to have to pull their weight in this crisis. This is, again, a World War II type of moment, which means if you can pay your bills, you pay your bills. If everybody quits paying their rent, their mortgages, uh, the, the, their, their, their phone bills, and everything else, uh, they won't be able to. A lot of people won't be able to catch up, and that's going to put companies in bad shape, and that's going to increase layoffs. This is my big concern out there right now: is we have to, everybody has to take financial responsibility and do what they can. And the people that can do better, and the people that have the, the funds, the job, they need to keep paying their bills. That that's a big concern of mine at the banks. We have to watch this closely. Good good question, and. Uh, Give us a call, 713-339-1070. Uh, I did a lot of work on the old uh, – Monday, there was there, – there's the OPEC Plus meeting that, that's coming out. Uh, and and what I, I'm, I'm going to listen to very closely because there's some big developments coming up here. Uh, the OPEC Plus, which means the United States was going to participate with the Russians and the Saudis and everyone to do, to do the, the, the cuts. Uh, Ryan Sitton – uh, the, uh, the commissioner at the Texas Railroad Commission, one of the commissioners there, has, has been has been talking to the Saudis and I think the Russians. They're talking about some type of deal. I don't know what it's going to be, uh, but but there's two, right now it looks like they, there's about 100 million barrels of oil produced on an annual basis for demand. The, it looks like at least 20 million, possibly more, that is, uh, demand is vanished. Oil prices went as low as $19. The problem we have is the, the, the OPEC meeting was just canceled a few minutes ago. We'll see if they can get it back on. What the Russians are saying in the Saudis is, look, the United States has got to make some cuts in the shale. Look, we're in complete agreement with that. I, I don't think it's in the best interest of the United States for us to sit there and drill every single shale well on, on in the United States, dump oil production down to $20. Nobody can make any money. The oil and gas industry is the biggest employer in the United States. We're going to have to sit there and work with the Saudis and the Russians. It's not fair to, for us to go there and go, you need to cut production, and we don't cut production in the United States. I believe the Texas Railroad Commission, as part of the deal, should order uh, a production allowables cut. I don't know what the number is, 25 30 40%. I, I believe the, the production in the Gulf of Mexico should either be curtailed based on the COVID uh, emergency, or it could even be shut in based on it's unsafe to go out there. But we've got to stop. Finding extra places to, to store the oil isn't going to do us any good, because if we, if we find another storage for another 40 million barrels of oil and keep pumping, that oil is eventually going to come out. It's going to further depress the price. We've got to cut production. We've got to get oil prices up to prevent bankruptcy of tremendous numbers of companies. Oil Oil's at twenty six. Oil's twenty dollars early this week. If we can cut production thirty percent in the across the board in the United States and get oil up to thirty five or forty dollars, that companies make more money and they're still producing less oil. We've got to protect the American jobs. We're going to have to cut like the Saudis and in, in, in the Russians. I, I think that's a big deal. So we'll see what happens here uh, going forward. Uh, the the uh, it, it, this is just going to be tough for the industry. It's going to tighten up. Uh, demand for money is already tightened up tremendously. Uh, 
One of the problems we're dealing with in the oil and gas industry hey, is Wall Street. Yes, you have a question? Yeah, you got a call from Mike. Okay, great. Hey, Mike, you have a question for us. Yes, um, I always hear on the news that they say uh, oil is up, you know, like you just now said, uh, $19 a barrel, and it went up $25 a barrel. Uh, who, is it, who is it that you invest? Uh, what company is it, or is it a lot of companies as far as crude oil and investing in, in per barrel, or is, is that just a guideline? Okay. That, that, okay, what that is is that is typically the West Texas contract it's trading on the exchanges. Now, Mike, one of the things to understand, what I'm hearing is some of these oil companies in, in Midland are getting $10, around $10 a barrel because the actual cost to produce it, you, they'll pay you at the wellhead is even less now because they have no place to put it. Uh, does, is, does that answer the question? Well, I was actually uh, asking if there's um, uh, a symbol uh, like somebody said, it was a, a West Texas Intermediate. I figured, okay, WTI, and I, I have Ameritrade. I put that in, but it doesn't show any any company that I can invest in as far as uh, per barrel crude oil. Let's say I wanted to buy at $19 a barrel. How would I do that? Okay, you know, but let me see. I'll get you. I'll try to get you an ETF at the next break you can buy for oil itself. I think the better way to do is just invest in some of the companies, some of the higher quality the oil companies. Like Chevron, uh, ExxonMobil. Yeah, those are the ones. Uh, we own some of those uh, for our clients. Uh, the higher You want to be in the higher quality companies in here. You can take a, a speculative risk on a smaller one, but for the bigger ones. Some of these companies, you know, the big companies, you can get a 7% dividend. I think there's a reasonably good chance those two hold the dividend. Uh, they're awful cheap in here, uh, but that, that I yeah, would go Shell. with a higher quality company. Yeah, Shell has uh, got Shell a little bit. Well, Shell's got a little bit more debt total. Uh, you know, it, it, it's but they're all pretty cheap in here, and they pay dividends. Right. Well, Chevron Chevron's probably our most expensive one. Exxon Mobil, I've been looking at, but yeah, I thought there was a, a like West Texas Intermediate Crude. I thought that was a company that you invest with. When when uh, oil is down, no, I'm sorry. That is just the co the contract that everybody uses. If you go to start stockcharts.com, you can you, you you punch in dollar sign WTIC. That'll give you the pricing, and that's what everyone uses. A lot of times, they, oftentimes they'll they'll even set the contracts during during the month. That uh, for instance, I know particularly in natural gas wells, it's like whatever the price is on the Henry Hub at the beginning of the month is what you get. You know, maybe plus 10% or minus 10%, depending on where you are in the pipeline deals. Uh, but, yes, that's just the pricing. Uh, if you want to invest in the oil companies, those are the ones. You could also do some of the transport for the pipeline companies. Uh, the, the other good thing about the your Shell, your uh, Exxon, your Chevron, your Shells, Totals, those type of BP, they also have refineries and chemical plants. You get a little bit more diversity in there as well. It's not just oil and gas. I see. I see. Okay, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. The and by the way, we're going to write about this in the Max Out Savings Report. We're we're sending out our report here uh, sometime over the weekend or first probably most first thing Monday. Uh, it's a free report. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. A uh, couple other things I want to touch base on here. Some changes coming up out of the out of the CARES Act, which is the COVID Emergency Relief Act. Uh, RMDs for seventy and a half, or if you have a beneficiary IRA, uh, they, they've canceled them. You know, to keep, so people. One of the problems is is when we calculate these, we calculated the price at the end of last year, and, and many accounts are down thirty and forty percent, and so what. What happens, this could badly damage people's IRAs, and so they, they've waived RMDs. So you don't have to take RMDs right now, which is a fantastic thing. Now, oh, by the way, hopefully your stuff isn't down that much and you're prepared for this. Uh, the number two is you can take if, – if, if you're out of work and in trouble, you can take an emergency $100,000 out of your IRA, and the 10% penalty is waived. 
I want to emphasize this is an emergency. This is don't destroy your retirement in this situation. Tighten your belt. Cut expenses everywhere. Defer what you can before you take money out of your savings plan. You're going to wreck your retirement. It's very hard to save money, and you want to hold on to that money as much as possible. It's so important. Uh, but, but they've waived the 10% penalty. Also, you, you can pay the taxes over a three-year period, and this is you can also put the money in after three within three years. You can put it all back. So in the past, you could take money out of an IRA when uh, you had 30, 60 days, 60 day rollover rule to put it back in. They're giving you three years in this emergency situation. Remember, I'm using the word emergency here, so keep that in mind. Uh, the maximum loans that you can take out of a 401k right now is fifty thousand dollars. We don't encourage this. But they've increased the amount to a hundred coronavirus emergency. And also, if you have a 401k loan, all 401k loan repayments are have been, you can defer to end of the year, so you don't have to make any payments right now. Again, the government's doing everything they can to make sure you have money in your pocket and can survive through this thing, which is which is what I like to see. So those are those are four things that have happened coming RMDs for IRAs rollovers for beneficiary IRAs are suspended requirements. You can take them if you want them, but you don't have to. It, you you can take out an emergency hundred thousand dollars with you're still taxed on it, but the ten percent penalty is waived if you're under fifty nine and a half, and you can put it back in three years. Number three, the maximum you can take out of a four hundred one k plan alone is now one hundred thousand dollars. And in 401k payment, uh, loan repayments are suspended. So those are some good things to try to help people. Again, these are emergency things. You only do it in an emergency. Now, so uh, what, what have we talked about here? The uh, It looks like they're pushing through the – what we're trying to figure out uh, right now is is where, we, where do we go from here, Ted? It, it, and a couple things. What I'm trying to figure out is what is the tail risk on this, this event? And so as we go up the curve and come down from the curve from the coronavirus, which I think we're actually making a lot of progress. We're coming up with some great treatments. I, I think I'm suspecting we'll have a vaccine by fall sometime. I think it's going to be fast track. We're making extraordinary progress. Uh, we've been able to flatten the curve. We're moving forward. But what we're not sure of is how much damage is done to two things. The financial system and individuals due to the layoffs. We want to try to mitigate that. And that's kind of the fat tail risk of really how, what is out there that we didn't see. And that's what we're trying to determine. My bigger concern is the financial system. And I want to see how people pay their bills and make sure we don't get a situation where all the Two minutes, Ted. commerce just locks up. People aren't paying bills. They're not doing anything. That could be very bad. And that's what we're watching very closely here. We're going to get an idea. The first of the month just started up, and, and rent is due, mortgages are due, and so we need to make sure people are paying their their bills. If, look, if you don't have a job, you don't have money, you can't. There's nothing to do. But if you've got a job, if companies are holding on to you, you can continue to try to get these bills paid, the minimals, and to keep your cash as close as possible. You want to have a lot of cash. You don't want to overpay your bills. You pay the minimums on everything, but you want to keep that going because we want commerce to function. So this is something. I think it's going to be very important uh, looking forward here. Now, the, the, the markets, I tell, I'm going to touch base on the markets after, after uh, this, this break is coming up here, but, you know, of where do we go, what sectors to look at. I, I, I do think we, we need to start playing. It's going to be a fundamentally different world when we get back. I think people are going to be much more conservative. I'm not talking politically. I'm talking fiscally. I think corporations are going to be fiscally much more conservative. And I think it's going to change the way people look at investing, how they look at running a company, how they look at running their lives. I think this is going to have an effect like the Depression did, like World War II did, like inflation did in the 70s, and now the coronavirus. And these are fundamental game changers, which is what we've been saying for probably a month and a half, that this is a game changer uh, in, in the world, and people just have not figured out that. So we're going to try to expand upon that after this quick break. But if you haven't gone to the website, 
make sure you sign up for that free Max Out Savings report. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. You can also schedule an appointment. We can do a video. We can do an audio or video. MaxOutSavings.com. Leave your phone number. We'll, we'll call you up and, and see if we can help you out. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, your retirement. We're discussing the Chinese coronavirus crisis what we can do, how it affects your retirement plans. If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. And, again, as we're talking, I think we're making extraordinary progress. We're pulling the country together as a, in more of a World War II type of effort. We, we, we mentioned World War II in January 31st uh, and, and talked about that. I just remember that because it was on the, my Twitter feed in and I virtually rarely ever even put something on Twitter. And I, I said that China hasn't shut down their, their economy since World War II. And we've been, been incensing on the show and the report. We've been saying it's going to take a World War II type of effort where everybody pulls together to get through this. Some of my concerns is some, the United States is the most powerful country in the world. And, and what we have got to do is, is make sure that we remain that way. And we've got to handle this virus. Other countries, they don't have the financial wherewithal to do what we're doing. I mean, people are making fun of Brazilian president for saying people can need to continue to work and carry on. They don't have a gigantic dollar. They don't have a dollar as a reserve currency. They don't have the most powerful country in the world. They don't have the most innovative financial, most innovative people in the world, the most innovative capital system. They don't have the ability to do what we're able to do. And so I really fear What's going to happen in the world? I talked to a friend of mine who's done an enormous amount of research, and his comment was, I mean, we'll get through this in Asia and Europe, but some of these other countries, just, there's nothing they can do. They don't have enough equipment. They don't have enough money. They don't have, enough, they don't have the health care system we do, and it's going to be catastrophic. And we really should try to help those countries. But in this case, and it goes back to those, uh, those uh, N95 masks, 
the U.S. needs to get control of those, and maybe we have to limit them in the United States, and maybe we want to give some to our friends to help them overseas, but we've got to get control of this. And, and companies like 3M don't need to be the arbitrators of who's getting the mask. And, and someone really needs to question why 3M moved those mask manufacturing operations out of the United States. And, and, it's, and I don't think it's anything at all to say they critically endangered the United States when they did it. And, and, and the audacity of them to sit there and, and you know, do what they've done. And, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, if you watch some of the, the reports on Fox on this, it was shocking. And then they tried to defend themselves, and it was just an embarrassment. And it, I mean, if you're wrong, you admit you're wrong. I mean, the world has fundamentally changed. And so, so where do we go from here, Ted? Uh, a, a couple thoughts. I think the other com- countries are going to have a lot of problems. I think this is going to slow the global economy because it's slowing the, the, the global economy. They do not have the, the – the, the, economic firepower in the people we do to get through this in the United States. So uh, I I think it's going to take a while to get through. I think the United States is going to come back much quicker than other countries. Uh, I believe, as we talked about earlier, we have got to get control of uh, of reducing oil production in the United States and get it to a reasonable price where these companies can make money. Otherwise, it's going to to be an economic uh, disaster for the state of Texas. And for the people here, uh, we can't. During the depression, the Texas Railroad Commission cut allowables. We need to cut those allowables as soon as possible to protect American jobs. Nobody's going to complain if oil's at forty dollars a barrel. You know that's an extremely cheap price. A, a, a nineteen dollar price that it was at uh, earlier this week is, or last week is, is catastrophic. And so, just like the Saudis and the Russians, we need to cut production. Uh, where, where do we? Look, the Federal Reserve has, moved, has come up with one program. They're now moving in and stable. they've put up a special purpose vehicle, which I, I understand and I, for, for commercial paper. This is allowing the commercial paper market to function and companies to get financing. That's okay. They moved into the, the corporate bond market, which I, I believe is disastrous to a special purpose vehicle buying corporate bonds on the secondary market, which I think they're trying to get in because they want to buy stocks and, and student loans and mortgages eventually. And I, and I think I, I, I think you've got to protect the, the country from, from the Federal Reserve because I believe they basically want to be, be a, a central planning organization. I mean, the road the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and the Fed is skittering down that road. I have big concerns that they're going to print so much money, it's going to be inflationary. And, and so what you want to do is start protecting your portfolio for inflation, gearing it more towards that. I think, I think the precious metal sector, there's going to be com- – we, as we talked, we've been talking about this show for a couple of years, we think a currency is going to get in trouble. This is fast-tracking it. I think – Precious metals, gold and silver, or gold's going to new highs. Silver's going to make a very big run. I think those are going to do. Once we come up with a plan for oil and gas over the long term, it's going higher as well. And so you want to be in assets, things that, that can that can do well in inflation. With bonds, medium-term bonds. We 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 got some bonds this week. Uh, they're about seven-year bonds yielding uh, seven, eight percent. Now in some cases, nine percent. I mean, it's been hard to get these things, but in companies that we think are you know, kind of on the border of investment grade, but we think they've got tremendous, some of the best assets in the world banking underneath them, and so we're comfortable. So you want to try to get income. Now, the key is going forward is it's been to get as safe as possible stuff. You're going to have to move a little further out because inflation is going to chew your money up if it doesn't. And so that's kind of what we're moving toward. So you want to get companies that can give dividends. The dividends will grow, but they have a balance sheet that, that they won't be a, become like a zombie company that can never really grow going forward. And that's going to be one of the key things. I think we're, this is going to shift us into a more inflationary time over time. And, I, and this is what we want to watch. The other thing we want to watch is we want to see who's in trouble out there. Who is? We had some questions about insurance companies, banks. Capital One, I think, had to have some type of, of, of help. Uh, there, that's been kind of a gray area, but most of them seem like they're in pretty good shape for now. The question is, some of the some of these companies that have that are uh, not really banks, but kind of 
the, the shadow banking system that's kind of come out there with some of these lenders, those guys are going to be in more trouble, so you have to be careful. So you, if you're getting a lender, you want to get with the strong banks. If you need your balance sheet at a company Fortify, take advantage of some of these loans they're willing to give to make sure you've got your employees in place. You can keep them in place. The government's going to pay you to do it effectively with a loan. Take advantage of that. You want to be doing business. You want to be trying to keep the economy going. At the same time, you want to protect your financial situation. Make sure you have enough cash going forward. You want to keep your expenses low and, and, and make sure that you can get through this. And, and this is about protecting of assets. This is all about risk managed to your retirement portfolio and your financial health now. Now, we're coming at this is the last segment. If you want to get in for a quick question, you can give us a call at 713. 713- 339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. And I want to thank the guys, uh, uh, Chris, and I want to thank Mickey for, for helping uh, running the boards and helping everything up at the station. We're actually uh, operating remotely today. And, and so, but, so the markets, we're in a trading range right now. Uh, it, it, the market at the bottom was down about 31 percent for the for the Nasdaq, down 35 for the for the S and P 500. It's come up. It's it, 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 very similar to 29 and some of these other things. The question is, do we go back and retest? Most likely, we, we retest. Uh, but as I write out on my Max Out Savings Report, the most recent one, look, things bottom at different points. And this, and so I think we might have seen some bottoms in some of the oil companies a week ago. Other things, I don't think have bottomed. I don't think tech's bottomed. But I, as we've talked about, I think tech is much more cyclical than most people realize, and in uh, in stuff. And so different different asset classes, different things are going to bottom at different times. In in uh, in 08, in October, we 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 made a huge amount of money for our clients buying closed-in bond funds because liquidations by hedge fund. They, they hit a bottom. They never did. The market ultimately went much lower in, in March of 09, but those things didn't bottom. And then in March of 09, we moved more into, into bonds that were a panic. So take advantage of the panics and take advantage of those with the idea of you're setting your retirement portfolio for the next five years. What do you want to be in that time? What type of assets? And you want to get income going forward because most likely – the bull market is over, so you've got to depend more on income. So those incomes, you know, for an Exxon or Chevron, you know, 7% dividends or something, those aren't bad places to be in, in that type of environment. And you want to also diversify because this is real hard to see exactly through the fog. And so you just you want to do things. You want to t- see what you think can get through this and do well, and also what's a good value. If, if you're not getting a good value at a cheap price, find something else. And I think that's going to be one of the – the, the key things going forward. Uh, some of the some of the small and mid cap growth stocks, if they're good solid companies with going forward, we're looking at one that I think is going to be one of the leaders in technology. You know, it's it's very cheap. We're looking to buy that. So the the opportunity is there, but you've got to be very judicious in this environment. Now, the question is, what's going to happen in oil? Again, I, I believe very strongly we need to cut production in the United States. Uh, something that's fundamentally shifted, and I want to add this, is Wall Street has turned on the oil and gas industry, led by the environmentalists, led by Larry Fink at BlackRock, who believes the oil and gas industry needs to go away. And so they're not our friends, and, and, and this is why the, some of the big ones are so cheap right now. And now the institutions are looking at getting back in because they foolishly dumped them. But but we need to make sure we watch out for the oil and gas industry and watch out for Texas. I think we should work with OPEC to make these cuts. I, I think it's in our best interest. We have to protect the oil and gas industry for long, for the next 100 years. And we can't have a bunch of environmental radicals like Larry Fink at BlackRock trying to destroy the industry, we've got to stand up to him. And one of the ways we can do this is cut production in here. And so I think this is important. I think we need to understand that. So we'll see there. Uh, coming up here at the end of the show, I want to, a couple things I want to review. Uh, we're sending out our Max Out Savings Report. If you haven't had a chance to get it, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. If you need help, we can help you even now. Uh, with your, we have a lot of people, you know, that really they didn't they they didn't have the best advice. Uh, if you need some help, 
go to our website. You can schedule an appointment. We can, we can, a lot of the stuff we can really do over the phone and different things hey, like Ted? that now. And so we can help. Yes. You got a caller, uh, Charles? Oh, okay. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Uh, Ted, I've been trying to get in touch with you. The key is productivity. If we get back to full employment, if we can get our economic engine, we can do just like we did in World War One. Lend, lease, Marshall Plan. We can lead the world out of this. The problem is the Chinese, the the Chicoms have got their tentacles in everything. Right now, everybody was just so uh, in love with the. Chinese marketplace, 1.5 billion. There's only 300 million in America. That's five times the share of the market. Apple, Google, Bloomberg, everybody is in bed with the Chicoms. Everybody is dependent on the Chicoms. Somehow we're going to have to break that stranglehold. We're going to have to get back to full employment. We're going to have to get our productivity going. And if we can do that, we can lead the world. Italy is probably going to collapse. Spain is probably going to collapse. Um, you know, it, it's just the the, yeah. the Chicoms have insidiously wormed their way yeah, into yeah, Charles, all no, these. Okay, you know, let me let me answer the question because I'm right at the end of the show here. Look, I, I think you're right. I, I think look, once we get through the coronavirus, uh, right now all I all everything is on defeating the coronavirus and keeping our industry uh, running in the United States through emergency loans, grants, lending at the Federal Reserve, lending at banks, how to keep the economy going. And then we have to fight the coronavirus. We have to defeat the coronavirus. Number one, we're going to be finding treatments. We're going to figure out which is the best treatment. We're getting the proper supplies, and we're going to get a vaccine, and we're going to get people back to work. Okay. That what you point out is the second phase. Once this crisis is over, the American people are going to turn and deal with the situation with China and having manufacturing overseas, and that will fundamentally change. That's a good point, though. Thank you very much. Uh, and so I, I think, again, this is look, one way to think about this is Charles, there's you know, a billion, one billion, three people in China, there's 330 million people here. Yeah, would you rather be living in Switzerland or? you know, Sylvania or something in Europe. It's the same thing. This is the Switzerland of the world. This is the greatest place in the world. We don't need 1.5 million people. We've got 330 million of the best, hardest working, most innovative people on the planet. Why do you say that? Because everybody comes here that wants to get ahead and change the world. They come to the United States. So we don't need, it's a false comparison because this is the greatest place to be. This is the, this is the shining city on the hill, and, and that's what we need to make sure it continues to be. But the, the good point, uh, again, I think we're making progress. We need to see, we need to manage the tail risk for your retirement going forward. What, what's going to change this? And you want to try to get ahead of that. Again, you want to go quality, shorter term, prepare for inflation, and take advantage of stuff. We're going to be sending out a max out saving report talking about this. If you're not on the report list, go. it's a completely free report list. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We don't do anything. Just sign up at maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help, go to the website. I, I'll set up a call with you, or maybe you can even make, do something. It's maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember, we're going to get through this. Remember our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. You want to keep that up because the people that have done that are the people that are, are doing well in this environment. They're going to come out ahead, and everyone in the country should do that, and the United States should do that. We'll see you next this has time been right the here on the Max Up Saving Show. This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca.